Hi, this is Cara Vargas of the WIFL. You are listening to Jonathan Regis and Jim Williams on 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. Another exciting episode of 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis, and alongside me, as always, is the voice and my main man, Jim Williams. Jim, what's going on, man? See, you just botched that. You were supposed to hit You were supposed to hit a mod right there. No, no, no. It's it's coming during the show when you least expect it. Oh, see, that, that's no fun. That's it no is for fun. me. Okay, okay fine. Might hit it when the guest is on. Who knows? Well, you never. <laughs> the Abadrish. It's like the. It's like when Fox brought back this week in baseball. Out of nowhere, you'd hear the the disembodied voice of Mel Allen. How about that? <laughs> and then you saw a claymation, El, uh, claymation Mel Allen, and that creeped me the hell out. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. I actually remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was but, really really creepy. You know, but still, claymation uh, Mel Allen better than Ozzy Smith in the one year he hosted. So. Or or better than Pokey hosting it. There's a reference for the kids. You kids today, you and your cartoons and your millions of channels, you didn't have Pokey! <laughs> you and your video games. <laughs> yes, they kill everybody, according to Elizabeth Hasselbeck on Fox News, but anyway. <laughs> well, we do have a very, very good show, though, today. Yeah, we're going to talk about last night's Eagles and oh, was... Kansas City Chiefs game. I know you weren't too happy about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the rest of the games coming up this weekend, as well as the MLB standings, a New York Yankee retiring, and is it disrespectful to celebrate inside of a pool? We'll find out towards the end of the show and get your take on that, Jim. But joining us at the 12:15 mark is Brad Cook from Out of the Park Baseball 2014. Mm-hmm. Out of the Park Baseball is a baseball simulator for your PC, and let me tell you, I've been playing it for the last couple of weeks. I am highly addicted it is the best baseball simulator out there, and we'll find out from Brad Cook just how great it is. So It is pretty sweet, I must say. It is pretty sweet. It is. But let's get first into that Kansas City Chiefs game. I knew we have to. Philadelphia Eagles game of last night. Andy Reid comes into Philadelphia, walks out with his Kansas City Chiefs team at 3-0, and a 2-0 away record, 26-16, 5 Big, big, big turnovers for your Philadelphia Eagles, Jim. What went wrong? Well, I think we were trying to pay homage to Andy Reid by getting one turnover for each conference championship appearance. I think that's what was <laughs> the intent. Uh, well, I'll tell you what went wrong. Um, fumbles, horrible snaps from center, not running the ball enough again. Well, and let me rephrase that. When Michael Vick is, for a while in the game, your leading rusher, that's not good. His 61-yard run, yeah, it was a thing of beauty, but they, they he went back to his old ways, and that wasn't good. The scary thing is, for most of this game, it's kind of a reverse of what we've seen in the last two weeks. Yeah. The Eagles' defense kept them in the game. Mm-hmm. They kept them in the game, 
and the offense sputtered because this is this is an offense that put together 53 plays, I believe, from scrimmage, something like that, uh, just over 53 plays. Uh, two weeks ago, it was like 53 plays in the first half. So the, the Chiefs simply figured out the Chip Kelly offense, and they didn't even have the greatest of games as well, but, but I should rescind that a little bit because if you're – let me put it to you this way. Fantasy pro tip for all of you out there who are fantasy football junkies like me and, and Mr. Raggis. If you have a wide receiver to start, if you need a flex position, start the third wide receiver that faces the Eagles every week because that guy's going to get all the points. Donnie Avery, out of nowhere, seven grabs 141 yards after he had done diddly and poo in the first two weeks. Yeah. He was their main man, is what well, I'm trying to say. He kind of mimicked, uh, you know, I mean, he had a better uh, performance, but he kind of mimicked uh, Royal's performance against the Eagles with exactly. the uh, Chargers last weekend. Exactly. Eddie yeah. Royal was, was, did nothing the week before, and then he shows up. Cause the Eagles play man defense, and, you know, man defense is fine if you have people who can actually follow the coverage and follow the intended receivers. But, of course, the Eagles defense ultimately, once again, <clears throat> Our Lady of the Blind, deaf, poor, and unfortunate. Uh, and Shady McCoy going down in the first half. That almost was the season right there. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No doubt about but that. But he only bounced back and ran for 158 yards. That's why he is still my fantasy football main man. <laughs> he is. You know, that's my main man. That's what I'm talking about. See me and Ahmad, we're we're gonna we're gonna you and your boy Ahmad, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, he knows football because and my main it. man's a Junior Silkowskis. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, oh that's sad. But uh, no, getting back to something that was uh, let let it also be said, the Eagles fans handled themselves quite well when it came to Andy Reid. They showed him a lot of respect and they booed him when appropriately yeah. during the game. I, I was shocked about that, to be honest. Oh, uh, uh, here we go. Go ahead. Tell me why you were shocked. Go ahead. I, I you know, just Yaka. Go ahead. Past experiences. That's all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive into experiences. it. What are you gonna? We booed Santa Claus. I wasn't even going with that, but I'm just saying, how did how did they take to uh, Donovan McNabb at halftime since they retired as number five? They showed him love. They showed him plenty of love. Uh, they should, and he deserves it. Yeah, and I was I was surprised he didn't barf on the field. I was kind of upset about that. Well, he yeah. had his little brown barf bag. Yes, so. he did. <laughs> ZooWithRoy.com. Shout out, people. Got you. ZooWithRoy is my main penguin, if you will. The main uh, site. <laughs> it's a great site. We got to get him on here. He uh-huh. he can uh, talk football with us, or something, or. Going to the zoo with Roy Halliday, either or. But no, but the biggest story from the fans, of course, was I believe it was early third quarter, massive fight just below the uh, the press box. Three rows of fans were ejected over some kerfluffle. I don't know what. But, kerfluffle. Uh, kerfluffle. That's a new term that I just created out of my mind. So. I'm waiting if we see the people's court come back to uh, Lincoln Financial Field. It, it, and I'm fine with that, especially if we can get Judge Marilyn Millian, the hottest judge on TV. There you go, man. Yeah. Go. Well, even though I know you have a thing for Judge Judy. I know you do. Oh, she's smoking. She's your main... No, no. Miss Shineland, will you marry me? <laughs> All right, well, really you know what? <laughs> Keep it with well, Eagles, though. Yeah, please. <laughs> Before you get off... Base too quick. <laughs> uh, I, I want to get off base because this team. This oh, team yeah. Listen, we're going to get into this next week, but next week they face the Denver Broncos 
in Denver the week after the Giants in New York, the week after that in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers, after that Cowboys, Giants, Green Bay, Redskins, Cardinals, Lions. I I mean, seriously, I mean, are, are any of these games going to be winnable for the Philadelphia Eagles? The Giants game might be because of how Eli Manning is Mr. Turnover nowadays. And the Cowboys game is a maybe one, too. You, you always have to consider the division games winnable. But if you want to just take that knife, stab it in my back, twist it about 20 million times as I await now, I may not even watch next week's game. Yeah. I may just put it on red zone and watch the quad box. I really might because Peyton Manning, his seven-touchdown performance in week one to open the season, he's got seven touchdowns in the first half. Oh, yeah. But then again, keep in mind as I say this, I said to go with the over last night. Uh, Once again, I'm not a handicapper. Don't listen to a damn thing I say because that game came in way under. Well, we usually don't, so. Well, I beg your pardon. That's, That's not nice, man. Nice. You are not my main man now. I always will. Not my main man. Well, uh, uh, okay, that's a little too much information. Now, if there's anything wrong with that, I'm trying to save face. But no, the Eagles, the Eagles are royally screwed uh, because they, uh, they're Jekyll and Hyde. They're the epitome of Jekyll and Hyde. One week you'll see the offense go like gangbusters, and then the next they'll, they'll just fall off. Uh, you know, the turnip truck. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, and Lane Johnson, the big draft pick from Oklahoma, has done nothing. He has let uh, Michael Vick become very well acquainted to the turf. That's what kind of an offensive lineman we drafted, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah. it's a mess. I could go on and on, but we have other things to handle. So, uh, time. We to- absolutely do. But you know what? We are going to get with our guest because. He joined us a little bit earlier today, so let's bring him in right now, and that is Brad Cook, the marketing manager from Out of the Park Baseball and OOTP, uh, excuse me, OOTP Developments. Uh, Brad, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, uh, not much. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing well. We're doing well, and uh, we've been checking out your simulator. John hails, hails to it. He, he told me about it. I got to tinker with it a little bit. I'm amazed at how complex. I mean, every possible factor you could ever want in a simulation is is here. Tell us about the development. Tell, tell us about what inspired you guys to, to get this off the ground. Well, the game's been around for 14 years. Um, this is version 14 this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Heinsohn came up with the game. He actually lives in Germany. He's a big Red Sox fan. And uh, he uh, uh, sports management games tend to be more popular in, in Europe than in the U.S., and uh so he had played many of them, and in the mid to late 90s, he uh, looked around and decided there wasn't a baseball management game that he liked, so he decided to create one. Uh, now the park baseball version one came out in 1999. Uh, so here we are, 14 years later, and uh, yeah, I mean every year we add something new. There's there's always you know there are always new things you can add, and and the whole goal is to make you feel like you're you know as close to being a general manager for a team as you can without actually drawing a paycheck. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about that, that you actually feel like a general manager when playing this game. Uh, you know, Brad, in some of our previous talks together, I told you that, you know, I've been in, involved in sports and playing sports video games for for years, and I have never came across out-of-the-park baseball. So when, you know, finally we came across it and I was able to start playing it, I, I was shocked that I've never heard of it before. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, is there... 
is there a reason why for that, or is it just starting to take off over the last few years? You know, what's been going on with that? Well, yeah, we've been living in a cave for a while. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's it's uh, we we do a lot of guerrilla marketing. Um, the, the, there's a game out there called Football Manager uh, that's huge worldwide. Of course, especially in Europe, it's just a soccer game. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and they sell they sell mile they sell piles and piles of copies. It's huge on Steam and. Uh, we're not quite. We're nowhere close to that league right now, um, as far as our our sales go. But but we're trying to grow through word of mouth and kind of doing guerrilla marketing and and uh, you know using social media and, and having me come on shows like this to talk about the game and and try to uh, spread the awareness of it. So um, it's kind of been a gradual process, and I think I think you know in the U.S. Um, you know people are used to playing arcade style games Madden and, and MLB the show and things like that on PlayStation and Xbox and and those things have their franchise modes where you can run a team but uh, mm-hmm. but really you know we're, we're trying to get people to kind of really appreciate the the idea of instead of mashing buttons you know just sitting there and, and really uh, you know trying to run a team yeah is there ever a chance of this game ever hitting a major console or will it stay uh, PC based uh, yeah, I, I don't see it hitting a console. Um, we do have uh, there's a version of the baseball game for iOS, so it runs. There's a version that runs on iPod, uh, iPod Touch, iPad, and, and iPhone. Um, as it's a more scaled down version of the game. But uh, yeah, I don't see it on a console just because there's so much you can do. I mean, you really need to sit down with a keyboard and you need to be able to click with the mouse and and uh, I mean, there's so much functionality. You know, there are places where you can right click and bring up you know functions. Sometimes people discover things they didn't realize were there because of that. So um, there's so much depth, but I don't think it would really translate well to a console. I, the depth is just amazing. I've told Jim countless times that he has to get on it, he has to play it, he'll he'll be highly addicted to it. I've already told a bunch I'm of friends who got it, and everybody's getting addicted to it. Yeah. Great. It's amazing. It really is. You know, and, and th- you know, thanks to you, Brad, for telling me how to do a fantasy draft on it. Um, so for you know people listening in that don't know how to do it, um, you know, and are you know starting seasons playing with uh, players of unknown names. Uh, can you give us a little rundown on how to uh, do a fantasy draft on uh, OOTP? So, so you're talking about with, with real major league players? Yes, with, with real names, because that's what I I tried to do it about three or four times, and you know I'm getting Joe Schmo on first base and uh, you know you know all these different names, and then that's when I reached out to you about it, and you told me how to do, it, and then finally I was able to do a draft and was able to draft Mike Trout and. Justin Verlander. So if you can, you know, give our listeners who are playing this game and loving it, um, you know, basically the rundown on how to do a fantasy draft. Yeah. Uh, so, so it sounds like you were uh, kind of creating a fictional league. Yes. Because um, yeah, there, there's a way to create a fictional league with all kinds of parameters, but that's obviously all you know, just sort of an imaginary universe. Yeah. What what you can do is, um, and you can go as far back as 1871 in the game and actually do this. But if you want to start in the modern day. Uh, just start a new uh, 2013 season, and then um, turn on commissioner mode, which is in the the manager options, and that that that's sort of a god mode that lets you kind of muck around with the game and change, edit things, change all kinds of stuff. And you can go in there and, and release all players from the team, so everyone will empty all their rosters. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then you can turn commissioner mode back off and, and take control of your team again, and then. Um, you can run a uh, the, there's you can run a draft. Um, there, there's a, there's an option. Well, actually, yeah. But I mean, before you turn off commissioner mode again, there's an option to schedule a draft. So you yeah. want to do that and then turn it off again and then go back to take control of your team and and you'll have a draft 
up and running and uh yeah you can and you can uh, you, you have your pick of of all the the real players there you go, Jim. So you can take Mike Trout now, man. Uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. Got to get Trout. Can't catch Trout, man. He, but, he's he's the man. He's the cornerstone. He's the franchise. Put him on your Phillies because they the need him. <laughs> oh, why you got to why you got to kick me while I'm down, John? Why you got to kick me? What about your Mets, huh? How oh, they 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 need a lot more help than Trouty. So. Lincoln. So, Brad, tell us a little bit about uh, FHM as well, Fantasy Hockey Manager. You sent that over to me a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, you know, privileged to uh, play around with it on in the beta mode. Um, is, is it going to be as in depth eventually as uh, out of the park baseball? Oh yeah, yeah, de- definitely. A franchise hockey manager will undoubtedly uh, reach the same level of, of depth. Um, it's just you, you know, there's a certain amount of things that are shared between the games as far as the user, in, user interface works and, and things yeah. like that. But really, since hockey is obviously such a different sport, um, we kind of have to start from the ground up to really you know code the AI. Because you know, there's there's both both games have an have an AI um, where the computer that c- controls the teams. I mean, it's it's making decisions too. It's deciding to trade players. It's tr- releasing players. It's drafting. I mean, it's it's going to make all those decisions. And obviously, that's much different in hockey. So, we've had to build it from the ground up. We'll be adding online play to that game and mm-hmm. an update. We're, we'll we'll put out several free updates to this version before the game before the next version comes out next year. Um, next year, we'll add new features, just like out of the park baseball has not just the you know updated rosters every year but we always add new features and FHM will definitely do that and we'll probably be more aggressive with that game over the next few years as it tries to catch up with that that same level of depth. Yeah. Now with uh in regards to uh American football and and, and basketball, uh will we ever see a simulator for those two sports? Uh you know, I I'd love to. I'm not a big basketball fan. I, I like the NFL. Uh I follow mm-hmm. that as well. Um, the guy, the guys in Germany are not uh, big NFL fans. They don't know a lot about it. Um, I don't have much interest they have in basketball, but we're such a small company. I mean, this is actually a part-time job for me, doing the PR and marketing for them. Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, Jeff Riddles, who who runs, the, who's a producer on the hockey game. He's in Vancouver. And then we've got uh, what four people in Germany, and pl- plus a graphic designer, so five. Um, so that's that's the company, <laughs> and not wow, everyone's full time. So we're we're pretty small, and so um, we're we're not like an EA where we can say, hey, let's do this game and devote yeah. you know a team yeah. to it and get it rolling. So I, over time, I mean, I'd love to see us do an NFL game. I know Jeff, the the hockey producer for the hockey game, he's a big NFL fan as well, um, and I'm sure he would love to spearhead something like that at some point. But that, that that'll be a ways down the line. We've got to kind of get this going and build it up. Sure, understandable. Well, we got a uh, Twitter question for you, which I'm sure you got a little bit of a heads up on there on Twitter because you were tagged in it. So uh, let right. me ask you this. This is from at uh, Davey13Steve. Steve Davey asks, can you give a little more insight into how big a role catcher ability plays in pitcher effectiveness in out-of-the-park baseball? Yeah, uh, I asked uh, Marcus about that, um, and uh, he replied to me, and he said that, that according to recent research, the best catchers uh, save their teams up to about 30 runs per season and the worst ones will cost you about 30 runs. Um, so out-of-the-park baseball actually models that with the catching ability rating. Um, so uh, uh, over time, a better catcher will uh, will will save you up to 30 runs a season. Wow. So, th- I mean, in-depth right there. I mean, you can't get any more in-depth yeah. than that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the funny, you know, Mark is really, uh, he's got a good head for baseball. He pays attention to a, a lot of the inner workings of the sport and a lot of the research and, 
you know, I know there have been discussions about things like, you know, catcher framing, you know, the way a catcher frames a pitch, and um, which is obviously, you know, part part of that, that catching ability. So he, he pays attention to a lot of that and really works in the game, and there's a lot of stuff going on below the surface beyond just those those ratings that, that kind of, uh, you know, factor into how well the team performs, how well each player performs, and then how that, that affects the whole team. Is that kind of attention to detail that makes the simulator just so compelling and so much fun to play? Because you, you, you think of literally every aspect of the game of baseball that could possibly be thought of, and you know what? If you miss something, it gets updated the next year. Yeah, I mean, we we pay a lot of attention to our fans. Um, we've got a pretty loyal uh, fan base. We've got a, a very active forum where people talk and. You know, Marcus always solicits suggestions. There's actually um, a thread on the forum right now for suggestions for Out of the Park 15 for next year, and people are already posting there and saying the things they want. And sometimes people want some very kind of esoteric, kind of funny little things, that, but they're important to them. You know, they, they, they want a button that will give them this certain functionality um, and, and things like that. And he listens and does does his best. I mean, some some functions, you know, can be more difficult to implement because it turns out it'll break this or or affect that or whatever. But he does his best to uh, to add everything to the game that he can and, and really listen to what people want. That's great. That's really great stuff. Well, Brad, you know what? I just uh, you know want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us and talk a little bit about both uh, out of the park baseball and fantasy hockey manager. Where can our listeners go to play the game? Well, they can go to ootpdevelopments.com, and uh, right there on the main page, they'll they'll see the the tiles for Out of the Park Baseball and and uh, Franchise Hockey Manager, and they can click and they can download the games and and buy them and check them out. There's there's a demo for Out of the Park Baseball, so they can they can kind of try before they buy if they want. No, well, they'll definitely buy it. I know that once they start playing the demo. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. hope so. I mean, usually most people who try get so hooked, and then the demo expires. They go, "Oh no, got to pay for it now." Okay, and they <laughs> they do it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, Brad, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, and we hope to have you uh, on again in the future. And by that time, maybe we'll have an NFL game to talk about. That that would be great. I'd love to come on anytime. Great, thank you so much, Brad. You uh, have a good one. Thanks, guys. You too. It it, it really is a highly highly addicting simulator game jen i mean it's insane and i mean that in the nicest possible way it is absolutely insane just and i'm a person who's an attention to detail guy that's why i was focusing on that and every little possible intricacy is is considered and that's what i appreciate the attention to detail not even that you know the free agents you play in every single minor league team from triple a down to single a as well, exactly. well as the leagues and then the international complex with the free agents that you're yeah. trying to go from Cuba, from Mexico, from Japan. I mean, you have to take them and literally just, you know, physically put them on your your rookie league or your single A team, and you have to follow them, and you have to demote players, promote players. It's it's amazing. And one of the best options in the game that I like is when you right-click a player's name, you can shop them around the league and see what offers come in. For that yeah. play, it's amazing. It really you is. truly get to be a general manager. You truly get to, you know what, if you don't like Ruben Amaro Jr., Philadelphia Phillies fans, now you can try to see what he has to go through, and you'll probably do a better job than he will. So Absolutely. I, I wrote a review for it about a half a month ago over on NewYorkSports247.com, and 
my quote, which ended up on their website, and it is, it, you know, and I quote, this is by far the best simulator of a sports game I have ever played, end quote. And that's straight from me, and it's on their website. You can go to OOTPdevelopments.com to play both OOTP and Fantasy Hockey Manager. Great games. Good stuff. Let's talk a little bit of football, Jim. What do you think of that? Well, as long as we're not talking about the Eagles, I guess that's okay. Um, It's time to put our picks in. Oh, this isn't going to be much better. All right. (laughs) All right, well, let's start off because it's the first game on my list right here because it's highlighted. The Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, a little AFC rivalry going here. Who do you got in this game, Jim? I've got to go with Buffalo. I think E.J. Manuel has done a fine job. Uh, given what he's working with in, in Buffalo, and they are still over the moon after their come-from-behind victory uh, last weekend. I, you know, C.J. Spiller is going to be the key factor to me. If he gets 80 or more yards, it's a win for Buffalo. I'm going with the Bills. You know, as much as I, I think the Bills are going to win this game, I have to say the Jets, only because they're getting some firepower back. Quinton Koppel's return and makes their defense even better E.J. Manuel is going to have a lot to deal with between Cobbles, Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, and, of course, Big Snacks. Got to give Big Snacks the props. Your main man, Big Snacks. My main man, Big Snacks. You know that's my main man. That's what I'm talking about, Bob. Uh, But I'm going to have to go with the Jets in this one, although I think you may have the lead on this one with Buffalo. We're going to burn that soundbite to the freaking ground by the end of this show. Yes, from now, it's still going to be saying my main man. That's right. All right, man. Green Bay Packers at Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. No brainer. Uh, Stone Cold Mortal Lock of the Week, in the words of Howard Eskin. Uh, Green Bay. I can't believe you just quoted Howard. <laughs> oh, come on. I, hey, growing up, I you know my dad used to you know, work uh, in Philly uh, doing painting contracting, and one of the guys he worked with. I know this is off topic, but it relates to Howard Eskin. Had the Howard Eskin fur bobblehead. And I was so jealous I wanted that, and Dad almost stole it for me. So there you go. Oh. You never. That, you might... Eskin's my main man, okay? <laughs> Maybe we'll try to find you a Howard Eskin. Uh, Got to be the real fur. Can't be that chinchilla stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm taking uh, Green Bay as well in this. It's a, it's, it's a no-brainer. Stone Cold Mortal Lock. St. Louis Rams heading to Dallas to take on Tony Romo and the Cowboys. Where are you going with this one, Jim? Ooh, this this is a tough one to call. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lean... And then I'm going to see if I can actually uh, get back up. I, <laughs> I don't. I really have no tell on this game. Can I say nothing? No, I, I have to pick somebody. I'm going to pick Dallas at home just because they're at home. It, it's a pick em game to me because you, you, uh, it's just a pick em game. Dallas may have slightly more uh, uh, receivers to throw to, slightly better offense, but uh, St. Louis is going to make it a game. Yeah, I got Dallas as well. Dallas has the line by four. Um, but let's go back to the other game real quick because I've got to mention a line there. Green Bay only by three against Cincinnati. So, mm, but going with Dallas there. They're, show, they're showing the great the great Andy Dalton some respect. The great Andy Dalton. I was going to say something else, but I don't want to be offensive. The evil ginger? <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's go with the San Diego Chargers playing some real good football so far this season against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. This is also a no-brainer. San Diego is going to win this game because Jake Locker is anemic. He is, maybe he literally is, and I don't want to be offensive in that regard, but Tennessee has no offense. Their defense is eh. 
Chris Johnson is is a shell of what he used to be. San Diego won't be beating them down, you know, beating the drum, you know, to death on this one. But San Diego will win probably by ten. You know. Oh no, you're not. No, you're not. San Diego. There, there's there's no question about it. Especially what's going on in Tennessee. It's such a mess there right now. They get rid of Jared Cook. Yeah. In in my mind, for no reason at all. And then I don't know what is going on with Kenny Britt between him and the Titans organization right now, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it's going to end good. Locker's got no weapons, as you said. Uh, yeah. Rivers, he's got some good weapons this year. you got to give uh, Rivers some credit with the way he's playing uh, football right now. Well, well, 50 of 76, 614 yards, seven touchdowns in his first two games. Well, you face the Eagles defense, your stats are going to be padded too. So and it's going to be the same way against the Tennessee Titans defense. So yeah, You're probably right. San Diego has the line. Actually, Tennessee's got the line by three, so that's that classic uh, home line, Jim. So. Yeah, the home line, I take it, with a grain of freaking salt. But if you're betting, you got to take San Diego in this game. And, of course, if you're relying on <clears throat> me or John for your betting purposes, seek help. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get to this game now. And after Wednesday's show, <laughs> Trent Richardson gets traded from Cleveland Woo! to the Indianapolis Colts for a first-round draft pick. So now the Trent, Trent Richardson-less Cleveland Browns with, uh, I think, uh, Hoyer starting for them That's this right. weekend, uh, taking on the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. Well, both teams 0-2. Um, Minnesota has the line by 8. Where are you going with this one, Jim? Can I pick a tie? Because this is one of those games I can legitimately see ending in a tie. No, um, I'm going to go Minnesota here because Adrian Peterson will carry the offense as he does every single game. I mean, it, it, Hoyer may have better a better statistic game than than Christian Ponder. In fact, I think you and I will have better statistical games. And we're not even playing. <laughs> and we're not even playing than Christian Ponder. Uh, Minnesota wins this because Cleveland is down and out. And I, I, I feel for the people in Cleveland. I really, really do because ownership, Can't management, they've just thrown the fan base under the bus. It's almost as if to me like they're trying to maybe – get the Mayflower van going and say, hey, I hear Los Angeles is a real nice stadium. Yeah, they've done that before in history, just saying. Yeah. I, you know, I was so shocked that the trailer was like, oh, I understand what they're doing. No, because they give up so many draft picks to get Richardson. I, I, I know you need a quarterback. The league favors quarterbacks more than it does running backs these days. I understand that. But also the league actually favors a fair balance team as well. Yes. And no matter what quarterback they get in the draft next year, they're still going to be years and years and years away from competing. Which they have been ever since they came back to the league in 1998 or 99. They have absolutely no depth around their entire team. They have a few good defensive players, really nobody on the offensive side of the ball that is any good. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. If Christian Bonder drops to 0-3 against the Cleveland Browns without Trent Richardson. He's done. Pretty that, much. That's all I gotta say. He's done. I mean, he's got to be done in Minnesota. But I'm gonna go with Minnesota only because they got the AP advantage. That's it. So ADAP. ADAP. I like that. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New England to take on the two and zero New England Patriots. No brainer. Well, okay. Let me let me Unless clarify. <laughs> let me clarify that this is a this is not the no brainer that it was on paper about four weeks ago. Yes. Because New England has nobody to throw the ball to 
They really don't have that much of a running game. But they're facing a team in complete and utter turmoil as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Freeman wants out. Uh, players are not playing to their full capability there. New England will win this game, but this is going to be an ugly, ugly game, like the other two games this season have been for New England. You know... This is not a blowout. There's no way this is a blowout game. No, no, absolutely not. But I'm going to go. This is going to be my upset. I think oh. Tampa Bay's game. I think Tampa Bay has got a really good defense without the star Titans and receivers that Tom Brady is so used to. You are going to have a tough, tough time throwing against Deshaun Goldson, Darrell Rivas, and a lot of these good defensive players in Tampa Bay. That's what's going to make this game right here is the defense. I'm not sold on Rivas being a big factor down there Revis yet. Rivas has actually been having, even though the stats don't show it, they're not throwing to his side. It's all going to the left side. Well, that's that's so mystifying, and you know. Which you got to give to Tampa Bay. you got to give to Darrell Rivas. Well, that's, Jedi, just, no, that's more Jedi mind games than Darrell Rivas' play. That's what that is. You know Brady's going to test him on Sunday. You know he will. Test him. And I, you know what? There's unless it's Julius Edelman going up against Darrell Revis, he is not testing against Revis if it's somebody like Hobson. It's right. not happening. It's not happening. Revis is going to get an interception this game because of him testing that because they have no choice but to throw there if Edelman's on that side. I think you're going to see Edelman be way away from Darrell Revis this game because that's the only weapon Tom Brady has right now. Um, if Freeman can get a touchdown, Doug Martin can run the way he did last week. Tampa Bay could pull this off, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on this one. Yeah, I, I can see it go either way to a certain extent, but it is in New England, and it's tough to win in New England. It's tough to win in New England, but guess what? This isn't the Patriots from the offseason. So. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Okay. It's it's only tough to win in somebody's home if they got a good team. And right. I understand. I understand. So. All right, man. Arizona Cardinals 1-1 one one behind Carlson Palmer going into New Orleans to take on Drew Brees. And the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, have the line by eight. To me, I think that's a little too high. But where do you see this going, Jim? I, uh, you're spot on. It is a little too high. And talking with my main man, Carl Chenier, down in New Orleans, uh, in Thibodeau, Louisiana, from CLW83.com. Uh, you know, the, the New Orleans offense is is just confusing a little bit. I mean, yes, it's Drew Brees, and he's throwing to Jimmy Graham, and that's a wonderful thing. That's a great hookup. Not about it. But where's the running game? They've they got, got a, Pierre Thomas, is he still the running back down there? Pierre Thomas is, quote-unquote, the number one guy, but if you look at the stats, it's a three-headed monster, and might I add, not a very effective three-headed monster. Mm-hmm. As long as Brees stays clean, hooks up with Graham, I think they'll do enough New Orleans will to barely squeak by Arizona, a better than most people think Arizona team. Arians has coached them up real well. Yeah, absolutely. I, You know what? I, I could see Arizona squeaking by with this, but at home, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. He does have weapons in Jimmy Graham and Marquise Colston and whatnot. It's that running game that's going to hurt them. When it comes down to the defense, though, I think i got to go New Orleans a little bit, so I'm going to go with New Orleans. There you go. We'll Wait, go you with got it. Arizona in that one? Uh, no, I've got New Orleans in the squeaker. I know, I'm just messing with you. Uh, Detroit Lions going into Washington to take on RG3, his bum knee, and the Redskins. Where are you going with that one? What's the line on this one? That's what I want to know. Washington by two. That's that's part for the course because this is a pick 'em game. Because neither of these teams really, you know, 
the only thing certain about these two teams is uncertainty. Yeah. That I mean, Reggae Bush, it, Reggae Bush is the factor for Detroit if they're going to win the game. If he plays this weekend. If he even plays, exactly, because George Bell's going to do jack and squat. <sighs> I think you know for, from from what I'm hearing, I think Reggie Bush is going to play this weekend. Against my better judgment, I'm going to go with Detroit. I, I this is this is a game that is going to be like a 17-14 game. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm going to go with Detroit as well. I'm still, you know, RG3 is having some good second halves, but until he has that good first half of the season, he needs season, to put a full game together. He needs yeah, to put a full six. Put a full game together. Alfred Morrison, uh, Alfred Morris looked a little better last weekend. He did. He, still, he, he, still yeah. haven't had that big game that we've seen from him from last season though. Um could it come against this Detroit Lions defense? Possibly. But well, Sue, Sue will go ahead and knock him down and get fined two hundred fifty thousand. So probably, but like I said, unless Reggie Bush plays, I can see Detroit taking it. So Reggie Bush, New York Giants, both and taking on the Carolina Panthers, both zero and two. Where do you see this one going? Can you tell me? You thought? Well, wait. These aren't your boys. You're a Jets guy by nature. Um. Raise your hand if you thought the Giants were going to go 0-2 to start the season. Anybody? Anybody in the back? No? I don't see a hand, no. I'm raised. Can you see me? Me, 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 me. Okay, Horshack. Thank you. Oh, oh! Mr. Carter! Mr. Cartier! Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the Giants barely. I'm not sold on either of these teams, simply put. Both of these teams have major issues. Uh, the Giants, of course, have no running game at all. No secondary. No secondary at all. And, of course, Eli Manning is Mr. Pixie. Oh, the yeah. law of averages says he will get the interception thing controlled a little bit this week. The law of averages says he has to have a good game. I'm going to pick the Giants reluctantly. Going with the Giants as well, um, you know, with the way Peyton is, uh, Peyton, Eli Manning is throwing the ball right now. You want to keep saying Peyton, I Peyton. Well, we'll get to those Denver Broncos, man. But, main man. Uh, you know, with the way Eli is throwing this ball right now, it, it's it's tough. You know, if he keeps throwing these interceptions, I mean, that's it's it's going to keep hurting him. Yeah. Uh, seven interceptions to his five touchdowns, but he is throwing for yardage. Mm-hmm. If Charles Godfrey didn't go down with a torn Achilles last weekend. I would possibly pick Carolina here only because Godfrey really helps out that left side. And I could possibly see Godfrey with a few pass deflections, maybe possibly even an interception here. I think their secondary is a little hurt right now, Carolina. So I'm going to have to go with the Giants on this one. I think they're going to get their first win of the season in uh, Carolina. And Cam Newton is not recovered from the fame and adulation he received two years ago in the first half of the season for all he did. He he still needs to mature. He, yeah, he really desperately needs to mature. Yeah, he looked a little better. Uh, I mean, he threw – to me, he looked better last week. I, yeah. Of course, he had the touchdowns and he had the yards, but his poise on the field looked a little better than in uh, week one against Seattle. But True, true. Let's see what happens. Uh, Houston Texans taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Houston with the line by three. You know, this is interesting because Houston's two wins have been the come-from-behind variety types. Black but I but I think this one's going to be a little bit more clear-cut because the Ravens are not your reigning Super Bowl champions, ladies and gentlemen. No. Houston wins this one by double digits. Yep. 
I agree. I'm going with Houston as well in this one. I think they win this by a pretty, uh, you know, good score. And it's going to show that the the first two weeks were a little bit of a fluke, and they were just getting the rust out of their system. So, Houston as well. Falcons taking on the 2-0 Dolphins in Miami. Miami with the line by one. Raise your hand if you had the Dolphins. No, I'll stop. Atlanta wins this one handily. I, I think, you know, they separate themselves once again as a great regular season team that will be bounced in the first round of the playoffs. They play in Atlanta rolls. Yes, as well. I got Atlanta as well for the same reasons that you just picked them. Thank you. I appreciate that. Trent Richardson. Your main man. Annapolis Colts. Going into San Francisco to take on the 49ers. 49ers have the line by 11. Hmm. Where are you going with this one? From a betting aspect, I would pick Indianapolis because that's just too intriguing of a line. But realistically, I've got to pick San Francisco to win straight up. Uh, They're ticked off from... Sunday night last. And all the loud noise. And all the loud noise. Oh, I can't hear my <laughs> The humanity of it all. <laughs> now, Colin Kaepernick will have a bounce back game. So will Frank Gore. And again, too many weapons. Uh, nothing against Trent Richardson. I think he'll, he'll have a nice showing out of spite to Cleveland. But San Francisco at home is almost a lock right now in the NFL, depending on who they play. Uh, give me the 49ers. Got the 49ers as well. Kaepernick's going to show that uh, last week was a fluke. Yeah, um, I hope so. And his noise. Well, the question becomes, which Kaepernick do we get? Do we get the one that actually was trying to run the ball more, or do we go back to what he was in week one, more of a pocket passer? That's going to be you got to go with that pocket passer, Kaepernick, man. I, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, to me, that's a more effective Kaepernick. So agreed. All okay. right, man. Here goes um, a, a, a game that's going to be hilarious. Jacksonville Jaguars in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks have the line by 19 points. <laughs> Do we have the Benny Hill theme ready? No, I don't actually. Ah, I'll, I'll send that to you for the soundboard. I have it, man. i got to put it up. Yes. Uh, well, yakety sacks for the win. And Seattle... Can I just say Seattle and we move on, please? Yeah. Uh, we're not even going to talk about that one. How many? Okay, all right, you know, I, I want to be fair to our friends in Jacksonville. How many touchdowns will Jacksonville score? Will Jacksonville score in this game? How None. many? Yeah, in this game. None. They're, None. No. I, I, I see them getting shut out. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a forty to nothing game. There you go. It's 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 going to be a mass murder. It's it's going to be terrible for Jacksonville. Mass transit incident. By the way, the Tim Tebow rally. In <laughs> Ten people showed up. I thought it was seven. No, it was ten. Oh, praise the Lord. There, oh. was, there, there was three three midgets holding up the T-bone. Oh, don't say that. Uh, I'm serious. There was. Oh, come on now. No, there were kids. I'm sorry. Why you got Why you got to bring what? They're vertically challenged. Be more sensitive. They were children. They're ver- the children are vertically challenged. They're going to grow into themselves. Just like I'm horizontally challenged, but let's not go there. All right, man, let's get into the next game, and it's the last game of Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC. The Chicago Bears and Jay Cutler 2-0 and taking on Ben Roethlisberger and the 0-2 Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are you going with this one, Jim? Um, I talked to uh, my sources in the Midwest. Um, they all said Ditka will win the game. Ditka. Ah, Bears in a landslide. It won't even be funny. 
Yeah, I don't know if it'll be as much as a, as of a landslide, but they will walk away with probably a touchdown to a touchdown and a half win. How how, how can Pittsburgh even stay paced? They're going to be asleep at halftime. It, it, it's past it, their bedtime. It's in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I don't care if it's in the ketchup bottle. They take naps before the game. It is 8.30, so... I, I don't care if this is played in the Heinz ketchup bottle, the spaceship, the Goodyear blimp. There is no way Pittsburgh wins this game. Remember, they nap during lunchtime and they eat brunch, so... Hey, and that brunch is discounted, darn it. <laughs> it's the early bird special. Early bird special on a Sunday, Hamadoubi? Their early Steeler special. Yeah, well, it might be a late Steeler special for Mike Tomlin where he's going. All right, let's go with a, a, a another funny game, and this is the Monday night football game, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. The Oakland Raiders in Denver taking on the 2-0 Denver Broncos and Peyton the Monster Manning. Where are you going with this one? No-brainer? You know, 25 years ago, this would have been a very compelling matchup, and Terrell Pryor notwithstanding... Darren McFadden, notwithstanding, Denver rolls easily. Yeah, yeah. 769 yards, nine touchdowns, 57 of 85, zero interceptions for Peyton Manning thus far on the season. Will Peyton Manning take on the Eagles over 1,000 yards in his first three games? There's a good, great possibility here. I feel sick to my stomach now. You should. Denver has the line by 17 points. So it goes to show you that Oakland is not the worst team anymore in the NFL. It is the Jaguars. Well, yes. This is with the Cleveland Browns trying to contend very soon for that honor. Um, but, oh, my goodness. What can you say? By the way, I did pick up Terrell Pryor in one of my fantasy leagues as, He's as had, a backup. He had a good first two games. I mean, last. Last week against Jacksonville, we thought he was going to do a lot better than what he did. Mm-hmm. But he's still playing good. He's playing a lot better than what they had there the last few years. So, Well, exactly. And the reason I picked him up is simple. My starter's Eli Manning in that league. So I'm just screwed six ways from Sunday. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't pick Eli this year. I pick him every year as my uh, backup off the bench. Yeah. it's. I mean, he'll put up the yards. He'll put up the touchdowns. He'll put up the garbage time. And then that's after the garbage. The interception's hurt. If you're in a league that counts interceptions, man, it takes points away. It hurts. He is not your main man in that. No, he's, he's he's not my main man. No, not Peyton's though. <laughs> you know that's my main man. That's right. My main man. Something. That's right. All right, man. So uh, we both got the Denver Broncos. So that's it for our picks uh, for uh, week three. We'll recap them on Wednesday's episode of Two Four Seven Sports. Well, Operation. well, most of them on Monday, and then the rest on Wednesday. Nah. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we'll do it. All right, so Monday we'll do it. Yes, very good. Um, let's get into a little bit of baseball, Jim. Why don't you give us a rundown on what's going on in Major League Baseball? Well, we've had two playoff berths clinched over the course of the last 24 hours. The Dodgers can come from behind fashion at Chase Field. The Dodgers clinching the National League West, uh, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-6. to And, of course, that clinching was brought to you by Farmer John Sausages. Uh, the Dodgers uh, winning the National League West, an amazing story considering three and a half months ago they were left for dead, dead last. Don Mattingly was as good as gone. Oh, yeah. But then Yasiel Puig came in as baseball Jesus, for lack of a better term. So they are the division champions in the West. The only other thing that's clinched right now is a playoff berth for the Boston Red Sox. They clinched that last night by beating the Baltimore Orioles 3-1. to 
They, with a win tonight or a Tampa Bay loss, will clinch the American League Eastern Division Championship. Uh, the Red Sox face Toronto. Magic number for Detroit in the Central is now four. They start a weekend set with the Chicago White Sox at home. Cleveland is six games back in the division. Kansas City, eight and a half games back. Oakland's magic number also four, and uh, they're in the midst of a four-game series with Minnesota, so it could be all over there very, very quickly. Uh, the lead six and a half over Texas in the National League. The magic number two for Atlanta to clinch the National League East. And since they're facing the Cubbies this weekend, I will make the bold prediction it could happen as early as tonight. In the Central, it's still a logjam. St. Louis by one over Pittsburgh by two over Cincinnati. Let's quickly go to the wild card situation. If the playoffs started today, but of course they do not, in the American League it would be Tampa Bay and Texas. Cleveland is a half game back, Baltimore two, Kansas City fading three back, Yankees really fading seven back of the wild card. In the National League, it would be Pittsburgh and Cincinnati with the wild card spots. Washington is five games off the pace, and uh, they played great ball in the month of September but I think it's just a couple of weeks too late for them. Just a couple of weeks too late. Yeah. So let's go back quickly to the uh, to the Dodgers situation, because after the game, mm-hmm. you know, you, the folks at Chase Field said, listen, if you're going to clinch, fine. Whatever. You're the better team. We get that. Don't celebrate on our field. Don't rub it in. You know, it reminds me of when you're like a, an eight- or nine-year-old and your parents tell you, now. Now, little Johnny, <laughs> don't, don't play in the mud, Johnny. Habadoobie, don't play in the Habadoobie. And what did you do? You played in the Habadoobie. <laughs> so what did, the, what did the Dodgers do? After going into the clubhouse, they decided to celebrate and whee, jump into the pool. You okay with that? I, you know, I, I, they're, they're mad about it. They're legit mad about it. Um, Why so mad, bro? Stan Caston, the president of uh, of what is he? The Diamondbacks now, I think, or no, uh, I, the Dodgers. Oh, with the yeah, Dodgers. There the you Dodgers. go. I, th- I thought it was anyway. He goes. Uh, I've never been around a celebration like this that didn't get excited and a little bit boisterous. And then Diamondbacks infielder Willie Bloomquist Bloomquist comes out and says, and I quote. I think it's tired and disrespectful. It's surprising because they have a lot of veteran guys on that team. And I thought they were classier than that. Hey, 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 Willie, here's a little pro tip for you from, from the gymmers here, okay? If you don't want your opponents, the Dodgers, to celebrate in the pool. You win. You win the damn game. Well, Diamondbacks right-hander Brandon McCarthy tweeted last night, celebrating is fun. I don't care how and where you do it. Only thing they care about is what we need to do to celebrate in our pool next year. So he Thank kinda, you. Kind of sounds like a shot at Willie Bloomquist and some of the Diamondbacks yeah, that were well, uh, bitching. Well, I wish him the very best in his future endeavors. Yeah. But, uh, but no, ultimately, it all could have been prevented by actually playing some good baseball in the last two months. And the Diamondbacks fell off the pace. They really fell off the pace. Absolutely. And uh, I don't think Kirk Gibson's job is in jeopardy. I'm not going that far. No. But, uh, you know, and they've got a good young core in Arizona. They're going to be all right. Goldschmidt signed long-term. Uh, good pitching down there. They're going to be okay. Yeah. There's one other story in baseball you wanted to bring up, John, about uh, your main man on the mound. Not my main man. Oh, he's your main man. Come no, on. he's really not. But 
Andy Pettit is expected to announce his retirement today from the MLB, uh, second time in his 18 seasons in Major League Baseball. Um, of course, we know Andy Pettit was uh, busted a few years back. Um, he took a shot up the buttocks. Performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, so now I throw this out to you, Jameson, my main man. Does Andy Pettit go into the Hall of Fame? He can't. Yeah. The, listen, if he gets into the Hall of Fame, there would be the biggest double standard known to man. Mm-hmm. Because if Andy Pettit gets in while Roger Clemens doesn't, mm-hmm. Where's the symmetry? If you're going to go across the board and say, hey, if you cheated on the game using performance enhancing drugs, you are not getting into Cooperstown. You know, Pettit had a great career, no doubt about it. And the numbers dictate that he's a borderline Hall of Famer as is. Mm -hmm. But you cheated, you played the game the wrong way, you, you, you cheated the game, the fans, so on and so forth. If he gets into the Hall of Fame, I'll be shocked. I don't think he does. Um, he'll get on the ballot. Well, he, of course. Yeah. Anybody well, who retires gets on the ballot, John. Yeah, well, Randy Reddy got on the ballot, for God's sakes. Well, John yeah. Crux is on the ballot. Aaron Sealy was on the ballot, His so that was pretty funny. His is on the oh, that's no, I'm not saying, He'll be on the ballot, but he's not going to get voted in. There's there's yeah. no chance. If, if he gets voted in, um, there's got to be some type of an uproar. Has to be. There has to be. Has to be. No doubt. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, 255 wins, 152 losses, a 627 win percentage, three DRA. Playoff stuff is what gets him in. It's, it's kind of like the Kurt Schilling effect. The playoffs. Well, you know. You know. This is. This, you know. We're looking at standard pitching, uh, postseason pitching. Uh, 19 and 11, 633 win percentage, 3.81 ERA. So it's you know, 14 years in the in the playoffs. 19 and 11. So not bad. Not bad, but also there's been a lot better. So Hall of very good, but he has the syringe next to him. That's, that's yeah. You got to put the asterisk next to his name. There is no doubt about that. There is a syringe. There is uh, a syringe. That's I'm reading true. this right now since we got a little over six minutes left, and there's really not much else to talk about. Oh um, well, there is, but okay. Why? What, what do you got for us? Well, you you were going to bring up. Uh, we were talking about this pre-show, the Winter Classic. Remember, remember the Winter Classic this past season. That's right. It didn't happen because yeah, of. Well, you know, that's true. It. The new home, the, the the next team to host the Winter Classic, uh, after what is it? Michigan is it Detroit this year. Yeah, coming up in, in New Year's Day at uh, the Big House. They're going to have five outdoor games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. The Winter Classic in 2015 will be hosted by the Washington Capitals. Opponent to be determined. Now, you know this as well as I do. <laughs> you know who they're going to pick. You know it. Well, there's speculation that it's your flies. Well, okay. In my opinion, and this is just one man's opinion, NBC has the full dictation rights on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because you notice the Winter Classic has never gone north of the border. There's a reason for that. Um, because nobody in the States or nobody, unless you're close to the 49th parallel, which, well, we're not exactly cares about games in Canada, sad to say. That's oh, the I belief. That's true. Yet, I, yet I'm a big fan of Hockey Night in Canada, so I bucked that trend, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there are only a couple of teams they can fix. Yeah, well, the Flyers are there. If but, you look at the Metro division, 
So it's, and, and let me tell you, I, I, I hate even saying Metropolitan Division, but... Yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah. Gary Bettman, what can he do for you? Nothing. It's, it's either Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, and I'm inclined to think, come on, this is well, your biggest... This is their Super Bowl. No disrespect to the Stanley Cup Final. This is their Super Bowl. More eyeballs watch this than they watch the finals. Unfortunately, yeah. Sad to say. So yeah. they want the biggest name they can get, and it's Sidney Crosby versus Alexander Ovechkin. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So He's already been in like 85 of these winter classics. Like right? I said, you look at the Metro, it's not going to be the Rangers. They're playing the Islanders and the Devils at Yankee Stadium. It's not going to be Columbus, although, why not? Because they're going to be a lot more competitive than the Washington Capitals, in my mind. Yeah. Carolina... Possibly not, although, you know, you could throw them into the mix, but I don't think anybody would want to watch Washington and Carolina. You look at the Atlantic, it's not going to be Montreal, it's not going to be Boston, it's not going to be Ottawa, not going to be Detroit. Who else do you look at? Tampa Bay, Florida, Buffalo? It's one of two teams. It's either Pittsburgh or Philly, simply yeah. put. It's going to have to be either Pittsburgh or Philly, which Pitt- I think if it's Pittsburgh again, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about it. So. Well, of course, because, yeah, but... but- it's all dependent, I think, to a certain extent on how the Flyers are this year. I say you bring a team from out west and do it. Well, remember way back when in the 1990s, I think it was a preseason game in Vegas. The Kings did play in Vegas. I want to see, okay, the technology's improved in 20 years. I want to see Phoenix. I want to see Phoenix host the Winter Classic in 2016. I'm calling you out on a challenge, NHL. You've got the technology. You've got the asinine commissioner to make it happen. Phoenix Winter Classic 2016. I want to see fog coming up off the ice. I want to see Doc Emmerich's glasses fog up because of that. Phoenix Winter Classic 2016. Don't make me go Don Cherry on it. I don't know. Well, you can hold it at night. It'll be cooler. There, that there's your there's your devil's advocate. Okay. We it'll shall see what happens. 95 degrees in the middle of the day. It'll be 40 degrees at night. Come on. All right. Well, we'll see what right. happens. <laughs> Here's a real quick story. Um, I'm sorry about that. Pretty funny. Uh, KDKA TV's Jory Rand reporting that Pittsburgh Steelers veterans have decided to ban anyone with less than four years of pro experience from playing ping pong or pool in a team Southside training facility because they're 0 and 2. Yes. Wow. Ooh. Insider like club. Secret society. Secret society. That just tells you how screwed up the Steelers are well, on the inside. Well, telling Jory Rand, who was in his fourth season, thus barely qualifying him to play, was happy to tell me he enjoyed a game of pool this morning. So I guess we're going to hear a little bit more about that now. If you're worried about playing ping pong, you're, you know... You're yeah. not in the right. You know those those rookies. We can't win without them. Uh, the veterans should be the ones not playing pool and ping pong. But that's just the rookies are busting their hump trying to get contracts, trying to get mega money. Exactly. I mean, yeah, and they're not getting the mega money these days that they used to. So you know, hey, it is what it is, man. But that's the end of Pittsburgh, and we know that. So and that's the end of the show. What do you know? It is the end of the show. We do want to thank Brad Cook from OOTPDevelopments.com for joining us today to talk a little bit about Out of the Park Baseball 2014. Buy it! Hockey manager. Good, good games. Get over to OOTPDevelopments.com and check it out. But that's it for us today. We hope you have an incredible weekend. Best of luck to your favorite football team. So for my main man, Jim Williams, I'm Jonathan Raggis. We'll see you all Monday. I got nothing.